times when you just you just think people just should know the shit and they like why would you know what I mean just like get it done like wait what do you mean this happened and you just don't know what to do so I think that some of that and remembering that hey we have to you know kind of backtrack if you will or be able to help them on those things um, and just understanding that some of the things that maybe we don't see valuable are and being able to kind of just really give it from the basics has been super helpful um, and I think too just Welcome to the Freedom Chasers podcast, where we bring you interviews and discussions that share the stories, successes, goals, and dreams of real estate agents and real estate investors pursuing a life of purpose and freedom. All right, guys, today I have the pleasure of interviewing Nalika and Armando Gomez. These are great friends of mine. I met them through GSD, through Joshua Smith. We've become really good friends. Armando originally started off as an ISA, killer ISA in that role, and has built himself into something quite special. And uh, one of the things I've gotten to do with you guys is go on hikes out in the middle of Arizona to some really cool places. So I just want to personally thank you guys for that. But you guys are doing some pretty epic thing with It's a Breeze Real Estate. You got 50 agents doing a lot of volume in the process of maybe doing some other really cool things. So, but as always, take us into like, what's the craziest real estate ex uh, transaction you've experienced so far? Definitely. So had some crazy ones over the years, for sure. Some ones that definitely stick with you. Um, I'll give you a more recent one, maybe happened about this past year. And I represented actually the buyer and the seller on it, which made it that much crazier, if you will. Um, but this property was the house from hell to say, you know, the least on that. And unfortunately, the gentleman who purchased it, super nice guy, elderly gentleman, lived out of state bought it sight unseen as an investment home and connected with an absolutely terrible shady investor he came out he has lawsuits against him uh, throughout the city he's not able to do a bunch of things under his name it's not even just our you know thoughts and feelings on it but legitimately got tied up with just a really bad contractor on it so as we get over you take over this property we get you know another contractor in there he takes over a couple things we think it's going to be in good shape we go for it get in a contract I get the buyer too. We're like, heck yeah, this is game time. And then if I say the next about six months was not one issue after another because of what had happened and just a couple things like the roof caved in when we were in a contract because the AC wasn't secured and fell in, um, they had a leak. And when they came in to fix that one leak, we found out that like the plumbing actually throughout the entire property was not correct. So my poor seller had no other way but to put $30,000 just into the plumbing had to completely throughout the entire home, rip off the drywall that was just done and put everything back in. So I'll kind of spare you on the handful from there. But long story short, as always, we make it happen. We're able to negotiate with both of them. They're still really good friends and clients of ours. Um, they closed on it. Everything was done that needed to be. But my poor buyer was definitely in it for much longer than expected, had rate changes, all those good things that you know happen when you're under contract too long. And then my poor seller was, I mean, a good extra 100K into this property to really make it okay for somebody. So long story short, that one scarred me for a while, but it's all good. <laughs> yes. Well, kudos to getting it done, right? That's kind of the mantra of a lot of agents. I just want to dive into you guys as a couple right off the out of the gate because you guys are both very driven and both very skilled in communication and sales. Typically when you see couples, like one's the quiet one in the corner, one's the hustler and they, they work well, but you guys both seem to have a lot of drive. How is it working together in that capacity, both being, um, you know, A-type a personalities? 
Oh, so I'm going to start off by saying he is louder than me. Um, <laughs> no, but with that, I think that's part of what one drives our business, but even our personal relationship, I don't think either of us would be okay with that partner who kind of sits in the corner and doesn't work on themselves, doesn't have the drive, doesn't maybe understand the late nights or having to step away from a dinner for a phone call. So it has its catches for sure. There's, you know, the grass is not always greener, right? We have to communicate on every single detail of our lives because our business, our family, our kids, everything essentially is all in one. We don't come home to each other after a hard day, right? Some of our hardest days are in the trenches together. But all of that, I think, is, like I said, kind of a catch-22 because we really get and understand those things. And I think it just helps and, and drives us and pushes us harder. And I think a lot of it, what's hard to you know, be somebody who's driven and stick with it is that it's not like your mental game is always on point. It's that you get through those times when it's not. And I think having each other and like being able to play off of that or having the other one to you know, support or know they're going to call you out on your shit because it's not done is actually super helpful. So it works very well for us. Yeah, and so, like, uh, I kind of, like, uh, Cheshire was saying how some people view it as, like, a bad thing. I view it as a great thing that we're in the trenches together, that we're both going through it, filling it together. Like, when I'm coming home and excited and passionate about, like, new endeavors or opportunities and I'm explaining it to her, she's just as eager or passionate, starts giving me some ideas. Like, we're always bouncing things back and forth off of each other. Um, like, anything else, because we've been best friends since high school. Um, so, we met when we were 15. So, um, I mean, it's been a while, so we always just keep little things in mind, like always friendship first, uh, like we're a rough family, like it's not worth the headache and hassle, you know what I mean? Uh, so we just always keep that friend of mind, uh, but then we had to get intentional with, you know, what are each of our roles and responsibilities? What is it you're going to do and handle? What is it I'm going to do and handle? So that way we know, you know, who handles and covers each side of what fence um, and just kind of divide and conquer in that aspect. So to us, it was uh, just getting those. Uh, like being intentional with it from the beginning, just, you know, how you would if it was any other business partner, but, um, you know, mine ends up being, you know, a lot cuter and uh, funner to hang out with. And I love how you say the word divide and conquer. That gives me some insight. Instead of it's like, hey, I, I play the sales role and you play this role. It sounds like you guys are taking on two different divisions that play together. Is that fair to say? Yeah, 100%. So I typically handle everything on the back side of things. Like you said, um, I started off in the ISA role. So um, I was already used to, you know, lead, uh, follow-up, conversion, appointment setting, the whole pass-off process, uh, kind of monitoring and QC and that once it was passed off to the agent, to the lender. Um, so I was already kind of familiar with that world. But then uh, since, you know, growing and being in the industry for a bit now, um, now I, I do uh, the agent recruiting, agent development, and then, uh, you know, agent success. So uh, that's now what I kind of focus on. And then uh, Nalika was one of the agents who, when I teed it up for the uh, appointment consultation, she would be the agent who would go and knock it out, right? So she'd go and close it. Um, so she's she's essentially all training from the appointment conduction uh, to the negotiations, you know, anything contract to close wise, things like that. Uh, we have some great um, office managers and staff that also help with that. Um, but um, she does that in that capacity, like training or she's going to, we're going to put on a class or, you know, host an event, you know, she, she'll handle that side of the, you know, fence just because, um, I mean, it, it would be a disservice for me to try to answer contract questions when, I mean, she, she's, <laughs> she's a wizard with that shit, you know what I mean? So uh, definitely it would be a disservice for me to do on that. So I handle everything on my end, she handles everything on her end. And it's just also made it uh, a lot better in regard, like we're not stepping on each other's toes with everything or also too, like if it's, um, like if it is a contract writing class, there's no real benefit for me to be in there. I'm not writing contracts, you know what I mean? So it allows us to, to also allocate our time properly, but then also like, as we're growing the team, 
hey, you focus on this and help with this. I'll focus and help on with this. Uh, but then it also gives them two point of contacts and a bigger, uh, like, you know, collective to reach out to for help and support. Yeah, there's so much we can dive into. So Nalika, you started as a transaction coordinator, right? I did, yeah. So I started on the back end as a transaction coordinator. And then Josh already had a lot of high producing agents. And um, same thing, I was, you know, kind of doing some extra things. I didn't mind working extra weekends, but you're in the back end and you're doing all the commissions and entering things in and doing a lot of the a lot of the same work, right? Which I found out there's much more on the front end as well. Um, but I'm like, man, I could put in these hours and make more than that. So let's, you know, I'm gonna transition over. Um, so that's actually what started it is just seeing everything on the back end and then working with Josh to just transition over from there. So you describe yourself as being the more quiet one, but you're also the one out there with people closing. So can you talk about how, like, when you say quiet, are you introverted? And if so, like, how are you using that to your advantage? Yeah, so, and I would say we're both, you know, outgoing. We're both, you know, we can definitely talk to people when we do events, even say like, we'll both go work the room separately. We both can definitely have conversations. He is much more of like the fun one, like willing to stay out late, have more drinks, you know, kind of have fun time with that. If you know him, you know I'm not wrong. Um, but those kind of things, he just is more of a, a people person, if you will. By like eight or nine, like I'm pretty good. Like I could go home, like I'm ready, I've conversed enough. So I definitely do it. And I love people, I love helping. There's nothing like a home buyer that thinks they're never gonna own a home getting the keys to their house. So I love those aspects to it. Um, but I mean, the time when I can be on the back end more so, it's not gonna not gonna be the worst thing, right? So I think it's to just, you know, some of our personalities, but I will say to, you know, answer your question of, you know, the strength of, you know, how I utilize that. I think I'm definitely able to be very calm and patient and I'm maybe the more relaxed one in certain situations. So I think being on the front end of things when you're just seeing all kinds of different things and it's always just a situation somebody's put them in that you now got to help figure them get out of right um i think it's helpful in working with them to be more patient on those types of things and he's he's like i said he's game time he's very intelligent all of our tracking all of our numbers everything that's just systematic all it's just very black and white and kind of like he was saying earlier we like if the meeting isn't something that we should even both attend we don't even do that like we're very delegated in the job that we do so i, I think it's definitely a lot more helpful with me on the front end and him on the back end. Yeah. yeah she, has, she has no problem being professionally firm. Like she for sure gets it done. You know, you know, <laughs> right. Like yeah. She's like Timothy, oh, yeah. not go out and get it. Like she'll go out and do it. But it's like, um, yeah, like if it's, if it, we are at an event or whatever, it's like, she'll be like, all right, cool. Well, I got my sweats in the car. You want to go? Like, <laughs> she's ready to go. So to me, I just, uh, I know that's been a major part of our like business and just how we've met a lot of awesome and cool people. You know what I mean? I just go to an event. I see, Hey man, you've been cool. Like we just start chopping it up and I'm like, Oh, it's a good guy. You know, Hey, when you're in town, hit us up. Then we hang out and connect and it's like confirmed. Yeah. He's awesome. You know what I mean? So it's fortunately allowed us to have the connections or like the relationships or the partnerships that we do. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Who's the visionary in your relationship? I'd say both. I'd say both. I mean, I am a, like, maybe meet a little too much to where she's like, nah, she's like, uh, let's slow down. Let's think about this or let's wait on this. Cause I'm always just like looking for opportunity or ways to grow or expand. Uh, so like I'll bring it to her. Um, and then she'll like, okay, you know, let's think on it. And then, well, did you consider this or what about this? Or how long were you thinking you were going to want to do that? Or is that something you're fully going to want to commit to? And I'm like, oh yeah. So like, but then same thing too, she'll, 
hey, I'm thinking about doing this, or I want to add this for this, and how about this? So then we start like breaking it down. So uh, kind of like what we said on earlier, it's like it's it's awesome to be able to kind of mastermind or brainstorm with somebody who also kind of gets it. He can kind of on a different side. Like I'm just like ready to go. I'm like, you know what? We'll figure it out along the way, maybe to like a fall, right? I'm like, let's just go. Um, where she'll be like, hey, pump the brakes a bit, like go give us some more thought, and then when I actually stop it. You know, press room and I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, I didn't factor this, or consider this, or I didn't consider the long term of what that would look like or the that length of involvement. So I'm like, okay, let's figure out a way to do that, but with this. So, um, but then it also makes me think about if that's something that we want to commit to. You know what I mean? Like, is this something you would have really wanted to do? So, um, yeah, like I'd say both of us, um, but in also different areas too. Like hers would be like mine's like more for the overall business and like team that then it like helps the agents. Hers would be like more kind of for like us or to make a certain maybe model better or something like that we already have in place better or um, be able to add like different services to things you know what i mean so so yeah we have um a weekly meeting just between the two of us on mondays and i think we definitely both try to come with like ideas or what's next or what we should be doing and things that we're working on so i'd say both of us but i'd give it up more to him mm -hmm. nice. yeah yeah we calibration just to make sure that because like you said we're always dancing between friend you know wife and family and then business partners so uh, we'll have like a, a weekly calibration is what we call it just to make sure that we're in line on all areas because i might have been awesome as a business partner but you know crappy as a husband and you know that's never good or gonna last for so long so it's always just help that's what uh you know has been a big part of it kind of helps us keep it balanced so talking about balance both of you guys might really power connect on business and and that kind of can feel the relationship what about like role is as parents like in the, the more the family side does it require meetings to be able to turn it off since you both are so vested i i think we've done it now enough to where like we know how to close the shop or just plan and be intentional with it right so um we're like big fans of uh having the important things that are you know valuable to you that you're going to do and commit to on your calendar so we'll put family nights, date nights. Uh, we have uh, separate dates with our kids individually and then we'll swap. Uh, so we're very intentional with that. We know that those are like things that, like we go and work so that way we could have those experiences with them. So we'll put them on the calendar like any other appointment. And then like you would with any other client, we stick and commit to it. So it's already been time blocked. So we know when we're going to a movie or going to a dinner or gonna go on a vacation or a staycation or a hike or whatever it's gonna be because, um, it just, it allows us to just run and operate that way. If we said, okay, well, we, especially being in the industry, trying to do the things we're doing, we can't just be like spur of the moment, hey, let's get up and go now and let's go do here. Like it needs to be planned, you know what I mean? So typically uh, we're about 36 hours, you know, in advance, as long as we know we can kind of adjust or call an audible or kind of pivot if we need to, but anything within that we can't because it's already been committed and we've like, we never try to fail in our commitments. like. It, like there's no way somebody would have taken this away from this podcast if you know what i mean it was already on the calendar it was already like hey and then uh same thing too we just set those expectations with um or not i don't know if that's the right word but like everyone around us kind of knows how we operate so our business managers they kind of know okay well when they're on family time i can call and text them but they, they ain't gonna answer you know what i mean so but then we have things in place to where everybody knows who to go to if we're unavailable but yeah i don't say it like bleeds over i, I think i mean 
the kids are, our kids are older now. So about 12 and 15. So they're at the point where they're starting to appreciate it, asking if they can get involved in kind of like your daughter, Josh was telling me that awesome story that you, that is so awesome. And that's how we love, like we love that our kids were seeing us both grind together, hearing us take the calls, hearing the clothes, you know what I mean? Like knowing our voicemails, our scripts, like just mocking us. But I'm like, Hey, now, as soon as I heard that, I was like, Oh, I'm, I'm getting her a job. Like I'm putting her more to work. Like I'm not maximizing their, their skill sets or the talents enough. So, um, yeah, so, and then I'll, I don't know if you want to say anything about it. Yeah, no, because then I, I think, too, we're good. Uh, we know how to communicate on work and what we're going to do, and we'll leave it there so that we can have our personal time. But I think we've also just opened our minds to, like, the life is life. Like, balance is knowing we're going to work and we're going to live. And it just is what it is and that we're okay with that. And like you said, we live and die by the calendar. So maybe we do some work in the morning, then we have a couple hours of family time, and then we get back to work, right? So I think it's just... We, we always have the time for it and we definitely make sure to incorporate it. But I think we just know that like, it's just, it's just life. And like you said, like, I like that our kids hear us on the phone and get to hear those different types of things and things outside of the classroom, right. That we know are going to be more helpful to them. Um, so no, I think we have a good flow on that. And even in our styles, there are, I, I say similar, of course, I think like every mom and dad are softer than he is, <laughs> but mm. with that, I think we have a good flow to that. And like I said, our kids are so much older now and they're, they, they, do their own. they call us with the plans they're going to be doing. They're always out about anyway. So and just like even furthermore, like we're also like, um, for example, like for work, for the most part, especially if it's about a client, we only communicate through our perfect storm or our CRM. That's the, that's the only way that we communicate. So it helps alleviate some of those like, Hey, what happened with this client or this client? Like when it's, and then when we're, it's work hours and we're working on it. Cool. If not, like, it's not going to be too long before I check back in on it. So that way I'm not at the dinner table like, hey, what about this? What about that? Mm. Now, granted, we both like and are passionate about what we do. So those will end up happening. But then we'll try to come, you know, bring it back to But then it's like, this is just what it is, right? So, and even like when we travel, um, we just say, hey, we're just changing our office window. So nothing changes. We still have our same. Yeah, yeah. We're just changing our office window. So we're still hitting the gym. We're doing something physical or getting our physical activity in. Um, we're getting our work done. The kids are doing their school online. Then we can go and explore an activity. So instead of going to like a everyday thing here that we would go do on the weekend, now we're just out exploring a different city and a different country or wherever we're at, right? So we just like keep our same disciplines, habits, and schedules. And that's what's helped alleviate a lot of that. Like we don't, it's, it's crazy how like um, people ask like, dang, I, it feels like you would be like, I mean, my day, if, if, if I wanted to get in at 5 p.m. every day. But I mean, I work until 10, you know what I mean? But it's like, we have everything set up to where it's like, we don't need as many hours now with the help and the way that we run things to where we can still get a lot done in a short amount of time, uh, which then allows us that family time or things like that. Or like our kids are like, they're in um, volleyball now or they always have extracurriculars. So now it's kind of running them around. Like we always want to be present for that. So, and now we are, you know what I mean? So it's a good I hate the word balance, like Josh says, but it's like, it's a good dance. Like it all like merges, you know, fairly well. It's an integration. And like, I love what you're yeah. saying. I think it's so, such a valuable perspective for people. Like, cause uh, Jenny and I, we were talking about traveling and I was like, we can go for four or five days if I have to be off. But if you allow me to work my schedule, we can go for three months, you know? Yeah. And as long as we got an internet connection. And so we've done month long, six week long trips across the country now. And I think the integration is beautiful. And I mean, especially like you come back from a six week trip. If, if I've worked during those times and spent afternoons, evenings and weekends doing the fun stuff, like I, I don't feel like life's changed. Like I could be on vacation yeah. all year long. Uh, exactly. it's, 
live in the same day, but just different places. You know what I mean? Different locales. Yeah, the life, the what do they call it? The laptop, laptop lifestyle. Um, yeah. So I want to talk to you guys about the changing market. You guys got 50 agents now. You got a lot going on. Uh, and our market's like 20 or 30% drop in sales. You were, I think, mentioning pre-show, like 40% drop in sales. As team leaders, you're, you're visioning for your team. What are the changes that you're doing now to prepare your team to, to be successful in the changing market? Yeah, 100%. So, oh, and yeah, you want to jump on this one first? Yeah, I'll let you go. Okay. okay. So I think... Um... A couple things. I think a lot of education right now is extremely important, and I think the more value you can provide to your clients, they like they're curious, they want to know, they're on the news, they're on forums, they want a source for it that they know is legitimate. So I think if you can even just start off by providing that, that's a huge foundation. So we have weekly meetings. Same thing, Josh hosts actually. He's so amazing, so detailed, goes over really great information. Like we always know where rates are, what's happening with them, what, you know, kind of trending, which obviously is daily changes, right? But that allows us to then give our buyers and our sellers information on why that's helpful to them, things they can do to be successful in this market. And something too that we've taken away from Josh from day one is the market's always good. It's just who is it good for? And are you going to pivot there in the right time and do the things you need to do to get there? So with that, I think too, um, just having those meetings, the accountability, um, a lot of our trainings now are, I mean, some of the, literally the titles are how to work with buyers in this market, how to work with sellers in this market, which is just the reallocation of how you now have to list the homes. Like it's just, it's always the basics. It's doing really well at the basics and just reteaching those. So I think those are really what we're dialing in with them on. And kind of something he was saying in the beginning is that the ones now, like, yeah, they're newer agents and it takes some ramp up, right? But their momentum even right now is eight. One of our agents has been on the Jamaica uh, maybe a couple months. She just got two in her contract in one day. Like she's killing it. But it's, it's very clear. The ones who show up to the meetings, the ones who are asking us questions, the ones who are coming in and listening to us on the phone and asking us questions as they're dialing total game changer to the ones who are not showing up. Um, so I think, too, I, just, I think those fundamentals are everything right now and being in tune with what's going on in your market so you can talk to your clients about it properly. I think it's just everything. And like I said, just the fundamentals are really what we focus on teaching them. Yeah, that, yeah Jazz, that's what I was going to piggyback on is because it's always giving them the current knowledge like, okay, uh, right now interest rates are a hot topic, right? So it's okay. Here are the ways to still get you into the high fours, low fives with new build blanket buy downs or rate buy downs. Um, or uh, with us using seller concessions and being able to clearly articulate it. Mm -hmm. um, so, cause right now, like it's, but then it's also like getting to the basics of if they said, um, well, no, right now it's interest rates. Okay, well, what are you hoping interest rates get to for you to want to jump into the market? Or what is that, you know, interest rate that puts the payments where you want it to be? Then from there, just being able to clearly articulate, well, right now, this is what I can currently do to get you to that same payment. Cause that's something that you'd be interested in. So being able to kind of explain it or take it a little bit further when other agents aren't uh, definitely goes a long way. And I say that because like right now in our market, yeah, we're down. It's either it's about 30 or I'm sorry. Yeah, 39 percent is the transaction count that we're down. Um, but uh, as of the end of last year, we had 36 percent of agents drop out of the market. So I'm, I'm kind of telling them like, hey, yes, it's, you know, less, you know, pieces of the pie or less pie to be had. But there is like more pie to go be had with the less agents that are falling out. So here's how to now go capitalize. If the transaction account or account is down 39%, here's some suggestions and ideas of what we should do so that way we could hedge that 39%, whether it's working harder, working more hours or bumping up ad cost or things like that, depending on what they're doing, just so that way it helps them 
know the, the updated realistic numbers of what it's going to take to hit their goal. And then from there, just sticking to it, like she was saying, like the agents, because we have set, like more, a half a dozen who are still committing, they're putting, they're plugging in, and then they're just going out and now having great and amazing results. You know what I mean? Um, so to us, it was just, let's get back to the basics. You know what I mean? Like let's, and instead of like every month, they're trying to think of like a new topic. It was no, let's just re-ingrain the importance of the funnel, the game that we play. Because I feel like we get away from it or if things change it, like people start to, well, I'm going to go do this now. No, no, no. Like let's stick to the basics. Let's be better at the basics. So um, we just started doubling down on that. And fortunately it's been going pretty well. So let's go further into this topic. So let's say you have an agent that was doing pretty well. The market's shifting. They're not the type you have to coach on showing up. They were already showing up. They were already working their eight or 10 hour plus hour days. What what needs to be different about them today than, is it just who they're pursuing? Is it, they need extra time sharpening their ax? What needs to happen? Yeah, I think it's a mix of both, right? So I'll give an example of um, like maybe six months ago plus, uh, we were using a, a program called Home Partners of America where you could help renters uh, get into a rental home, but still get a commission on the agent side. Um, so uh, at the time, we were killing it. I mean, the team was having 10 plus closings just from the program a month. Um, so we were killing it with it. Now in this market, with the higher qualifications or requirements to get approved, uh, with them lowballing offers because it is an investor company, um, it's just no longer a good program or option, I should say. It's, it's, it's a solid program, uh, but it's just not a good or valid option when the criteria to qualify for that, you could essentially go buy a house. Um, so we just now are, instead of marketing towards, so that's the market is like being aware of that, knowing that, okay, that that's not how we got to pivot. Like this is no longer working now. This is what's working, which is, um, move up buyers. Um, and then first, well, not first time, but just buyers in general, or especially move up buyers right now in our market, it's the best time for move up buyers since 2013. So we're the people who we were talking to around then who were like, yeah, but they got out price of the market or it didn't make sense on that end. Now, like, because we live and die by our CRM, we're in there, we're, we're knowing who those were and we're reaching out to them and having a lot of success that way. So then it's just then conveying it to our new agents. Hey, look it, this is no longer working. This is what's working now, why it's working, the numbers, some ideas and suggestions on how to get them on social, how to, you know, create drips, what, uh, what scripts to say when you call or, um, and I hate the word like scripts, but like some suggestions or topic points to discuss when you call, um, you know, here's some things that are going to help take your conversation a little bit further. Um, so just things like that. So that way it's a mixture of the education that they have to clearly articulate it to their clients, to show that confidence that can like just the, okay. And then just kind of change the narrative. Like how she mentioned earlier, like most people are watching the news or mass media or whatever. Well, those are three to six months behind, typically all doom and gloom, just clickbait, right? To where it's like, when you just have a conversation with somebody and you just explain it to them, you know, it, it just goes a lot further. So like how, you know, we were taught and raised is most objections are just a lack of education. So if we're able to, you know, educate them kind of, hey, and then for you specifically, this is what it would look like. It, it, it helps all of us. It helps us help our clients. It helps our agents help their clients, helps them feel more confident and secure. Um, so yeah, I mean, you could be doing an open house and somebody comes in, well, yeah, I was thinking about buying, but not, but, and then hit them with the knowledge and the facts and flip them, you know what I mean? So uh, I feel like it's a mix of both. And I think it goes back to the same thing, fundamentals. And I think <clears throat> vetted agent 
is also it's not a timeline all you know and so much as opposed to how much experience or transactions mm -hmm. you've done so if they're agents who were not in the market before 2020 really like for example of agents that did 20 deals a year for the you know 2020 to 2022 which is pretty solid right especially with newer agents um they're coming to us now on how to write contracts with concessions because mm -hmm. they've never seen seller concessions how to negotiate so, inspections exactly so i think maybe they've been in the business for yeah, a long time or however long it may be even if it's 10 years but they don't do a lot of deals i think that yeah still focusing on hey these are the shifts right now to go ahead and focus on is still important even for those agents if they're vetted they see things they're making the shifts they're doing a lot of those changes anyways we also we essentially will tailor their game plan to them right so if they are not new and they don't need that 101 they know what to be doing it's still just a matter of us will mondo sits down or you know has a meeting with them if you will via zoom um and goes over just what's helpful to them in their business which always boils down to okay how much do you want to do and like are they doing open houses are they dialing right how many times a day should you be doing that are you tracking it like again just those same one-on-one things so maybe we'll kind of pivot or speed it up if you will to different things if they're like hey, i'm doing those things i know how to go forward from here but i think even vetted agents when the market shifts like they they all they needed the help on how to do they talk to their buyers now how do they tell their sellers like hey you're gonna have to get a deep clean you have to paint you have to get the carpet done um so how to have the conversations with the seller for a month when their home's on the market when they haven't been used to those things so i think still just even reiterating that even to the vetted agents has still been something that is if you knew or not still been helpful to them what skills knowledge mindset shifts have you guys had to go through to become team leader that you didn't have to have as an agent oh man i definitely think um the just the mindset of being able to understand their mindsets meaning that sometimes when you just you just think people just should know the shit and they like why would you know what i mean just like get it done like wait what do you mean did this happen and you just don't know what to do so i think that some of that and remembering that hey we have to you know kind of backtrack if you will or be able to help them on those things um and just understanding that some of the things that maybe we don't see valuable are and being able to kind of just really give it from the basics has been super helpful um and i think too just really like taking a look at our processes and then being able to dive in on those and seeing like getting the questions from the agents and like if we get the same question more than once we're like okay we need to create something on this so i think just those things even in jumping in were kind of helpful like we just dived in right and we're like okay these are the questions we're getting these are the things that are going to be helpful to them um so i think just even like being able to backtrack our own business as we're in it and seeing, okay, we're not running this for ourselves anymore, but what's helpful as an agent coming onto a team and being able to get this information and then resetting up our processes and our systems to that, to, to more be tailored to agents. Yeah. Oh, I would, so just, I would say like, yeah, a hundred percent, like it forced us to grow in the fact that we had to like write down every system and process, actually put all of our ideas and uh, like the processes on paper and then clearly and simply that way agents could also go from the in the shortest amount of time from education to results to success so like the trainings that we do the things that we put together and we've also started seeing too like okay um like they would ask a question and then we would answer it and it could have been a one-off but now we're like hey please post this question in the group that way i can respond with a video 
that way it's evergreen everybody can go back see it get the benefit from it the value from it maybe we'll hire a new uh, an agent later they have that same question we can kind of redirect them so um it was like it's more systematizing and kind of putting together our playbook because it's essentially josh's but just in addition to like the virtual aspect that we've added to it the showing agent model that we've added to it um and then just some other little things that we like kind of do so it's adding that to extend it or to add it to it um but then make it easily easily to understand and then replicate so that way our agents can have the same success right like it was a lot of agents if you stick to josh's playbook have success. So there was something there. So I was like, okay, let's stick to that as much as possible. That way the things that they're going through, they're going to have results and success from. Um, and then from there it's, um, man, I'm trying to think like the, the way and well, I'll, I'll just talk about that. I'll, I'll leave it at that. So let's talk about Josh's playbook. Cause you, you brought that up. How has it been? Cause when you came into the industry, you, you got to work for one of the most prolific mentors in the game and still are connected to him today, what sort of benefit has that provided? And what would you say to someone out there that's new? Would you advise them to, to go work for someone like Josh? Or? That was what I was going to get into a long-winded answer about, but I was like, yeah. I don't, uh, so another thing that it's allowed or forced us to do is to have Josh's um, like never, like the relentless, never ending being a student mentality. So it was reaching out to other broker owners, team leaders, other people who had, you know, the success that we were hoping to start achieving or to get towards, um, and picking their brain, uh, seeing their processes, um, you know, like swallowing, like, I, like, I hate asking for anything, you know what I mean? Uh, so I hate like removing that vulnerability and just be like, Hey man, can I pick your brain for this? Or like, I hate that shit. Like, what can I do for you in exchange? Like, but like getting like what worked for them just to help ensure our agent success. Like I was talking with Josh about this the other day, like, I am so fortunate and thankful for all the relationships that we have because that's what allowed me to, I hate when people are like, oh, you're a great leader. Cause I'm like, oh, like we're, we're teammates, bro. But like it, for real, like it, without Josh's knowledge that he provides to us daily. And then a lot of the connections with some amazing other people, uh, we wouldn't be able to provide or to cater to our agents as well as we have. Um, so then when we decided, okay, like we are fully going to commit to, becoming team leaders or broker owners, uh, future broker owners, it was, hey, we got to make sure that we are always sharpening our axe, staying on point, so that way no one outgrows us. Like, at, like, and not in a bad way, but like, hey, let's continue to level up. That way, no matter what level of success they wanted to take their business or career to, we could always add value and support and be able to confidently and like, just clearly and like just with like, just yeah like results driven plug into them and know that we're going to add that value and benefit like i see some team leaders that it's just like oh it's, it seems like it'd be sexy to be a team leader so i'm going to be a team leader but then don't have the proper knowledge or skill set of the reader it's kind of lackluster and i'm just like oh it feels like I, I couldn't operate like that i feel like i would be doing our agents or our partners and their families a disservice by not trying to be all that i can so that's been my thing was just like hey one, all the connections that I have and actually like utilizing them, uh, reaching out like, Hey, can you help me with this? Or what split structures do you think? Or how do you QC this part? Or how, how do you onboard this or keep the retention? Or what does it look like with this? What's a recruiting track, uh, tactic that's working for you, right? Like just picking their brain. And because of Josh, we know a lot of awesome and amazing people, but then we've been able to reach out and like mastermind and brainstorm with them. So that's helped us tremendously. Uh, but then also too, just keeping that like, ever growing better everyday mentality that way um we could always add the most amount of value to our partners so 
you have been with Josh for like probably six, seven years, eight years, maybe seven something years. like that. So how has he evolved to keep you guys on the hook for eight years? Like what shifts have you seen in him? Oh my God. Like, and that's why I too, I was like, uh, going, I was like, I can go on with Josh for days. Like, I love right. that man. Like yeah. I owe him everything. Um, I have the utmost respect for him. Like, I don't know, like, and I, I see like some on like your social, but literally I've only seen two that I would ever be like, oh my God, like there is this articulate or is knowledgeable and is well-rounded, well-diverse. Um, and like, not just knowledgeable, but then here's the step-by-step -step way that you would do it and how to go do it and what to factor, what to consider, things that you might not even think about. He's so brilliant. Like the amount of things that he talks about or then like, it like sparks up in me or like, I mean, I, I wasn't as in shape until I started talking to him and he was always talking about shape. And I'm like, oh man, I'm okay, cool. Like I'm gonna start doing that. Like he started talking about like finances, like, cause he's well, there was that, like just all these things that I'm always like, okay, man. So he's just always a wealth of knowledge. Like when, when like the market changes, he knows the full back end reason why. And at what points this and that, like he's a very data driven and uh, um, like stat driven. So like, Oh man. And I, like, I remember him saying like, Hey, you just now as a leader always got to be in a place to where nobody could ever leave you or want to leave you because of you not having the education to get them to where they want to go. And I was like, damn, like that was just, like I said earlier, like just so motivating to me. And I mean, he truly practices what he preaches. And I mean, we're still so benefit. Like my, huh, we're at our home office today. Uh, but at the office, my office is fortunately right next to him. And like, just being able to be a sponge when he's, Cause then like, you get to hear the back end stuff, like how he, like how he processes his thoughts or how long he takes to make a decision or his like, um, just breakdowns and like formulas for them or things like that. And I'm just like, man, like, he's just so brilliant that that's why I tell him, I'm like, bro, you're my forever mentor. And I like, I always want to try to figure out a way for us to be like congruent and cohesive, no matter where we go. Like I always like the worth is well more than any cost. Like he mm -hmm. is just invaluable to us in our business like i said i mean he's changed our life so i know i'm biased you know what i mean but and not, not just ours but countless others that we know throughout the group throughout our team you know what i mean like it's 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 been invaluable i love that guy <laughs> so what um what were some things that you came into the business struggling with that you had to change either a little bit about who you were or, or something had to change for you to succeed so many things. Yeah. Um, so even before I started with Josh, actually, so he was in corporate America. He was doing pretty decent. And I stayed at home with our kids. So being a stay-at-home mom, I think, to being like a full-time, 15-hour-a-day, seven-day-a-week realtor was a mind shift on every level. Um, so I, even like the people we are now are definite. Like even the way we communicate to each other, I, it's been a total shift from when we initially started. So a couple things and even to kind of speak to some of the things we spoke about on this um, meeting here is with Josh and like linking yourself with a mentor, I think really helped us. Like you don't know what you don't know. And I think that's, what's hard. And we just kind of dived in. And then as he starts telling us like, Hey, read these books or Hey, Darren Hardy, the compound effects are a good one to start on. So maybe we start all of our agents on just those little things that start giving you that mental shift. I think we're actually helpful. And just from an outside sphere, like, I don't think if we were maybe in the space that we were with the mentor that we were with or somebody who was able to kind of like lift us up and show us some things that maybe we didn't even realize or start looking into was um, helpful in itself. And then I think just knowing the, like the mental shift of 
being able, like even on the mom side, right? Like, hey, I'm not going to be able to see my kids all day long. I'm going to see them at 10 p.m. after I get home and they're going to be in bed. But this is all with a purpose. It's for something bigger. Like this is the long game. And we need to be thinking about just not right now, but get in a mindset that is just future us. What do we want to be looking at? Um, and I think that's what was really helpful. But for me, I mean, personally, it was a lot of like books and materials and just even being around people with different mindsets that will have conversations or talk about dollar amounts, right? That you don't even think is a thing or an option. So I think that too just really started opening our minds and then allowed us to start putting ourselves in the right positions and going to the right meetings and seeing the right things that just then totally shifted our minds from what they were seven years ago, without a doubt. Yeah. I mean, I, when I first got in, my goal was to be able to afford tabletop guacamole. Cause I'm like, man, that's an extra entree or it can be two drinks. Like I was just always like, I was in a scarcity mindset. Um, but then I also too, when I, when Josh asked like, what was your goal? I was like, oh, it's tough for the tabletop guacamole. It's because I couldn't even fathom some of those numbers that could be made. I was like, people make that like, yeah, right. Like, and, and, and yeah, this person, this person, this person, this. I'm like, holy shit. So like, then just like having that, like, like if you've been for like, cause at the time I was like, maybe we'll say 28 at the time when I jumped into real estate. So for 28 years, it was a scarcity mindset, like eat all your food, don't throw this away, take your takeaways, whatever, like everything like that to where I had to like reprogram 28 years of what I was taught from just even like maybe a victim mind mentality or a boohoo poor me mentality. Like, no, it's I had just to, the way it is. Yeah. yeah. Like, Oh man, they're just lucky. Like, no, like it was, no, it's not like, here's how, here's why. So being around the right people, just like Josh and a lot of the other agents and people that we started making connections with, it was just like reinforcing the new beliefs of an abundant mindset, a mindset of a contributional mindset of a charitable mindset of like, just it, it literally, it, it's like, there's like pieces. I feel like there's multiple steps, right? Like got big into the law of attraction. And so just all those, like, it, it, it was a while, man. That was a journey. Like literally I, like we, and then we call it a mental bath, right? Like finding the proper, like Darren daily, we, we watch daily. So that way it kind of gives us a mental bath, right? Um, watching the right podcast, reading the right books, because if not, which is all the pollution that you see intentionally or unintentionally, like just by billboards or songs in passing, whatever. Like it, it's very easy to have the mind, even to this day, we're always like finding ourselves like, whoa, 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 we're starting to slip. Mm -hmm. Like let us go watch a book, read a podcast, you know what I mean? Or even too, like if we're, if we're trying to learn a new skill set, if we're going to grow, like, um, and Josh was the one who like is, he's brilliant at this, but like right now with us looking to grow or when we're looking at recruiting, whether that's what I started then binging. I'm on podcast or YouTube, hey, top recruiting this, top recruiting that, like how to best recruit, recruiting from other industries, uh, you know, things like that, because then it just, it's uh, that in there, like you're, you're just having that abundance and that knowledge and just kind of that upbeat thing towards like, oh, it's possible, it can be done, which then helps alleviate some of that like negativity or that stress or whatever. So I think it, it took several years, but then takes continuous. Totally. Well, and, and it, I could just feel it from you. As you remove the negative things, what did that do to your energy? Oh, like. It's, you know what's so crazy? If 
if bad things even start happening, like if my transaction count starts going down, if we're irritated at each other, if I feel mad at my daughter, by whatever, never my son, I guess that's why I automatically said that. <laughs> um, that is, I, I will immediately know, like it's got nothing to do with them. Like my energy is literally off. Like something's going on that is definitely affecting the outside, you know, whatever we're doing. So I, I think we're really big on to just like reassessing what's happening in every area and that like energy too is it's science like it is all scientific so i think we're very big on like the feelings of things and even so we just maybe about two weeks ago had like we're same thing i was like i've just got to reassess like i could tell my mind is not as focused as it needs to be like i'm not hitting the goals the way i know i could be and obviously i know that's like my mindset on it right so even when you just start shifting and going back to like like I said, listening to things that are positive, listening to things that are going to start driving you that way. Even so like our escrow accounts go back up. Like I'm, you know what I mean? We're better in a relationship. Like I just, it literally affects everything. And I think even just a big takeaway from it all is just once you realize that everything in your life is because of you, whether it be good or bad. And when the good is happening to just keep doing that shit and thinking about it, accelerating it. And when the bad is happening to not think about it out you know, outward and, and what they need to do and what needs to happen and just kind of take it and bring it back in is it's just like a quick little shift to keep that energy on track for sure. Yeah. And then like the most humblest way, like it's, it's helped me just fortify my confidence, like my just true beliefs on things like, like, like humbly, like I, like, I don't know how to fail. Like I might take some lessons, like not even failures on the way. I'm going to take some lessons because I'm not going to quit. It maybe took me longer to figure out, but like, I know now, like I can go accomplish anything. It's just maybe a matter of time or, or strategy or tactic that I was doing it. Like, it's no longer like, oh, that didn't work. It failed. Like, it, like it's not quick to retreat. Right. So it's kind of like built that just internal everyday, just like confidence in myself that like, okay, no, you can do this. Um, and then two is just also like, got me more like abundant, just knowing that like, there's more out there. It's like, I don't operate in scarcity. I, I like, it's just, and then you can see like, I don't fret and worry about things that I used to anymore. Like it's truly just helped. Uh, and that's something too, that we still like try to like, even Josh, he has his peak performance coach. That's one of my best things. Like it, it's our mental bath, right? Like it helps like reinforce or re like just Zen us back to like our basic, like when things start, like I, it, like the little things used to get me in like all disarray, like used to have me spaz out. And now it's just like, Hey, who's to say it just, it is what it is like, and it helped us become more solution based. Like now is we're not, it's not like, Oh, why, why, why? It's like, Hey, what are we going to do? What are our options? Like, well, what are we, how are we going to solve it? Like, let's keep it moving. Like what results do we want? Right. It just helped us like get just more intentional behind things in a more positive aspect and like way of things. What are your goals for the next 12 to 18 months? 12 to 18 months. So uh, we're currently looking at broke, brokerage options. So, uh, hopefully be a brokerage. Um, the goal would be, uh, 300 agents minimum within that 18 months. Um, like we're at about 50 now, so it would take, you know, a lot more intentionality, you know, a lot more, you know, hands on deck and a lot more energy and effort, but I feel like we're building the team that we can do it. Um, we'll have the platform, we'll be able to do it. So 300 agents, um, have her fully step out of production. Um, you know, while still making a sound income from the business. So that way we could just continue to pour into the brokerage. Um, and then once we get that like solid legs, uh, hopefully help other team leaders uh, become brokerage owners like ourselves. Malika Armando, thank you so much for giving us the time, for giving us like stories, like back insight into your life, how you guys work out the power di uh, couple dynamics. 
how you've grown to 50 agents, all kinds of amazing things. So guys, if you're out there listening, take notes on what you can learn because freedom is acquired one action at a time. And if you take steps day, day by day before you know it, you'll be living a life of freedom. Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll catch you on the next episode.